ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Hey guys, we're so close to 100 reviews. Thank you everybody who has been submitting them. Honestly, I kind of think mm, potentially by the time this episode is up, we could be at 100. Um, but always welcoming more. Thank you to everybody who has helped us out get across that threshold. Hopefully soon we're going to be recapping a movie of your choosing. So super excited about that. So this week we are discussing season three, episode five, Down on Your Luck. And the original air date for the episode was September 28th, 2009. It was directed by Michael Lang and written by Patrick Sean Smith and Matt Whitney. So the IMDb summary, short and sweet, is uh, Casey and Ashley work hard to get the ZBZ house rank back up. That's it. That's it. No one else exists. (laughs) Honestly, I'm fine with it. Me too. I think that was the same as the Hulu one too. Uh, so we open up and like it's in the ZBZ bathroom. It's once again chaos. Every time we're in there, it's chaos. Mm-hmm. And Ashley is wearing this really cute bubble dress. Do you remember those with like there's no hem? They just yeah. kind of like it's so cute. I had I wore one of those to my friend's bat mitzvah, and I was like I slayed this. And then I showed up, and there was another girl in the same bubble dress. How <gasps> dare from Delia's Macy's. <laughs> Um, so she's getting ready because she's going on her first, like, kind of like a test date back with Fisher. Mm -hmm. So she wants to look cute, but she also wants to look like she could kill him if he cheats on her again. And Casey, meanwhile, is getting ready for some kind of career event that Panhellenic is putting on. And she realizes, she's like, why are so many people in the bathroom? And she turns to Betsy and is like, weren't the pledges supposed to have a mixer tonight? And Betsy says, oh, well... The frat got poison ivy. And Casey was like, that was their excuse last time. Betsy goes, no, last time they had poison oak. <laughs> um, so obviously after she says it out loud, her and everyone realizes that like the fraternity is purposefully bailing. But as they realize this, the fire alarm goes off in the bathroom and everybody runs out, including Betsy, without her towel. I didn't even realize that until she was hiding behind the bush. Yeah. Ugh. We immediately go, then, we're thrown to the wolves, to an immediately insufferable scene of Jordan and Rusty, (laughs) and he is looking at his science project that he has been working on with his advisor, and he's, like, so excited about it, he's going to open up what looks like a little Tupperware that contains his project. Yes, it's his bio-based polymer, to which Jordan, a famous vegetarian, says, yay, Earth. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god I'm gonna go to get a burger yeah she... famously a vegetarian <laughs> Jordan was Jordaning this episode I'll just say that um, so she's like she, he opens it up and like immediately it like concaves in on itself and disintegrates so it guess yeah. it didn't work there was like some CGI happening yeah <laughs> and Jordan like instead of being like oh that sucks Rusty sorry she's like it must be nice knowing what you want to be when you grow up. 
the both of these people are so like way too selfish to be in relationships with each other. Yeah, no, they're well. Uh, I think it makes it perfect for each other because they don't even realize that the other one is so self-involved. It's insane. Both of their conversations just they immediately bring it back to themselves. Like Rusty showing her his thing, and then she's like, "Must be nice." Uh oh, our, our manic pixie dream girl is feeling lost. Yeah, she's feeling lost. What will she do? She needs a creative outlet. She has no clue what she wants to do because uh, she says the most excited she's been in school is at the gotcha game. That was like, <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Become a PE teacher. <laughs> Not a bad idea. I know. Also, like, you're only, what, a sophomore? Okay. First semester sophomore. It's fine. Guess what? I didn't find out what I wanted to do until about two years ago. I'm 28, so. Yeah, that's not, like, uncommon to be in college and not be, like, completely short. Rusty is the outlier here. Mm -hmm. I know. I didn't know what I wanted to do until we started this podcast. So true. (laughs) We were all lost. Yeah. And then, like, she looks at Rusty and she's like, are we good? And this, I mean, you know immediately homeboy's gonna spiral oh well honestly totally fair i would be if someone said are we good i'd be like what yeah that question it's almost as bad as i know it's almost as bad as we need to talk no i've had i can't even count how many breakups have happened with are we good (gasps) (laughs) and i feel like too even if like a friend asks like are we good it's like something is clearly not good literally literally like it's it's just code for what's wrong or i think something i think something's wrong and are you on the same page as me Mm -hmm. um and so rest of you like he's like yeah we're good we're good we're we're good he's so good he like can't believe she's asked this and he's asked her he's like are like don't you think we're good and she's like yeah he's like we're like the best she makes the weirdest like most forlorn face like her face is just looking off into the distance because she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life so then we see a very hot fireman coming out of ZBZ, and he comes up to Casey and Ashley, and he lets them know that the sprinkler system is faulty and that they should really think about getting it fixed. And Ashley tells Casey that she knew that the sprinkler system needed to be updated, but she chose a new flat screen TV for the house instead. <laughs> and Ashley, not great with money, notoriously. So, oh, what was that? Credit Plus? Credit Plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good thing she's in charge of, like, basically a small business. And that was not that long ago. No. I will say having a good TV, though, is really important for bonding. That's so true. Except for, I don't know how much they'll be bonding if they're burned alive. True. Um, so, Rebecca then comes up and tells Ashley, like, we need to get the pledges inside. They're causing a scene and not the good kind, like Betsy being naked in the bushes. The good kind. And then we see, like, all these people taking pictures of Betsy naked in the bushes. But then we see the pledges, who Rebecca is acting like they are covered in boils and cannot see the light of day. Like, she's, like, so humiliated by them. Uh, yeah, I don't even get what they're doing. Are they just in, like, pajamas? They're in pajamas, yeah. and they're wearing face masks. And she's, like, they were supposed to be at this mixer, but they got bailed on again because they're so weird. And they're watching, what is it? The private practice. Private practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're like staying in and watching like TV instead of going out. It seems like later that they want to go out, so I don't really know what the no they do, but they they're just their not getting social invited. calendar is being canceled because they're 
weird. Slipping. Yeah. It's so fucked up too that those guys were like taking pictures of Betsy. I know. I know. Like, and there's like the look on their faces. Like, I know they were extras, so like I'm not gonna. There was a lot acting, of gawking this episode. A lot of gawking. Yes. Yeah. By like. Yeah, other frat guys. Just random, like... Random extras. Standard vibes. Pedestrians. Extras <laughs> casting, or what is it, central casting, was, like, looking for gawkers. Oh, my God. I told you how Calling I all gawkers. Yeah, cast background actors very, very briefly in LA. I love that. Oh, yeah. It was really quite the job. Uh, what was that? I forget, I forget what it was called, but people would show up and, like literally be dressed to the nines, like, thinking that there was this was their big break. And mm-hmm. I'd be like... Every literally everyone makes it. We everyone makes it. You can like, you can be a background a actor. Yeah, you need bodies. Yeah. Um, and also this whole conversation. Every time Rebecca talks, Ashley will only address Casey after Rebecca has said something. So she's still very much shutting Rebecca out. And then Rebecca says to Ashley, "You can ignore me, but you can't ignore the fact the pledges suck." So they're really coming down hard on the weird pledges, which we didn't really know were weird until this moment. We kind of knew, like, that recruitment didn't go great, but yeah. we didn't know that they were weird, yeah. supposedly. There are some new ones this episode. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. So, oh, gosh. Now we're in Rusty's lab. <laughs> I literally wrote, I wish I could fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just talking his professor's ear off about Jordan, and this professor doesn't care. Like, he's literally there to do research with Rusty. He's not there to hear about rusty's relationship woes and he's telling the professor about we're good gate he's like why would she ask me that and the professor is like pin her flag her whatever the hell frat guys do just shut up and rusty's like that's actually not a bad idea but it's called lavalierring he is emotionally abusive to his advisor (laughs) so now we see cappy who's run who runs into evan that's looking like He's looking at a physical job board, like, very much. It predates 2009, honestly. Like, I've never even seen one of these, I don't think. Oh, I used, we used to have them at my community pool, and I would put it up with my, with my babysitting flyers, <laughs> and I would do the thing where you cut the bottom. Yeah, 15 yes. years old. Um, <laughs> three years of babysitting experience. Ooh. As at 10. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when you took the class. Yeah, oh, I took the class. We've talked about it, how the uh, um, girl in Delilah. my group yeah, wanted to name the baby Delilah because that was on the radio that summer. Yeah, uh, babysitter cer- certified. <laughs> yeah, so he's looking at one of those, but it's like a pillar, and it has all of those um, flyers on it for different jobs. And Cappy's like, oh, here's a good one, sperm donor. <laughs> and he tells Evan. To that us. honestly would have been a good one for him to do i know is it bad that i said that no no well evan is also saying in this scene he's like i can't get a job around campus because then word's gonna get around that i'm broke no one cares i know no i mean i think no one cares but you'll see later that people apparently do care oh it like loses him like some social cachet or something i don't know it's really weird I mean, he's still, like, an attractive 
somewhat nice guy. Like, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, who has, like, power on campus. Right. Who, yeah, exactly, who, like, holds positions and stuff. Like, that doesn't go away just because you don't have a trust fund. I know. I, like, feel like in college I really wasn't aware, except for, like, the heiresses that we went to school right. with. Right. That I wasn't person aware. that drove that velvet Bugatti. Mm-hmm. And they assumed they had. But I don't, I wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> Pick that person out of a crowd. No, I didn't know what they looked like. I just would see the blue velvet Bugatti. Prince Jackson. (laughs) Yeah, we also went to school with Prince Jackson. Oh, my God. And um, Clint Eastwood's daughter, but that's fine. Yeah, I feel like having a job in college, I actually thought it was, like, cool to have a job in college. I was always, like, I had a lot of jobs. Yeah, Yeah. everybody I knew pretty much had a job. Like, at least babysat or, like, did something on the side. Yeah, I did a lot. I babysat. I, like, did freelance writing. And then I had, like, multiple campus jobs. Mm -hmm. I had two or three campus jobs. Oh, my God, I loved a campus job. You they could were the sit, best. They would pay you to sit there and do nothing. You just listen to music and, like, do data entry? Mm-hmm. I Mine was, like, to work at this office called the Freshman Year Experience Office, which no one had ever heard of, so no one went into. And it was literally just there to, like, help freshmen. Someone would come in once every, like, two hours. And you were getting paid to, like, do your homework. Yeah. And I didn't know how to do anything. I was too scared to answer the phone, so I, I literally would make someone else answer the phone. Love. Yeah. I worked in the, um, the archive section of the library. It was That's actually really job. interesting. It was yeah. cool. And that is actually where I had a conversation with Princess Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you actually talked to him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It was really cool. We had a lot of cool stuff there, like the some first folio stuff. Mm. And, like, it was really, like, interesting. And I would do, like, archival stuff for them. Um, but yeah, it was great because I also just loved being in the library. Not, yeah. Not, not to be a rusty, but. Well, we had a good library too. Yeah, we had it's a great relaxing. library. It's a relaxing place to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Cappy finds a flyer for part-time cater waiters <laughs> and he like, is like, oh, this actually would be good. And everyone's like, I don't know. I hated working at Marie Calendars. <laughs> <laughs> and then like eventually he takes the flyer. So we assume he's going to be a cater waiter. Um, Casey is now talking to the pledges at ZBZ. And she's like, you guys need to put forward more effort. She's being, like, potentially too nice. Like, she's not really getting to the point. It's, like, too much circling around what's going on here. Um, I guess she's trying to spare their feelings. But there's this new pledge, Abby, who is Kelsey from High School Music. Yes. And I would venture to say more annoying somehow than she is in High School Musical. And (laughs) even in fifth grade, I was like, Kelsey sucks. That's when the first High School Musical came out. (laughs) I knew. I knew. I walked into school that next day, that Monday. I remember the Monday morning High School Musical came out, after High School Musical came out. Everyone was talking about it. And of course, the girl who, in hindsight, I was pretty mean to love Kelsey and I was like you would love Kelsey my favorite Sharpay <laughs> yes Sharpay honestly Kelsey was the real villain okay here's the thing though Kelsey was didn't understand the hard work that Evan and Sharpay yeah had been putting in first of all Zach what what is his name in 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 Troy it was like pulling teeth getting him to go to the audition if it's that much of a burden to you, you don't need to be the star of the play. Give yeah. it to somebody who has put their blood, sweat, and tears into it. Yeah, and Gabriella. Gabriella's like waffling the whole time. Like, mm, I don't oh, know, I and have time. How about chronic stage fright? 
<laughs> you're not meant for this. You're not built for this. She's not built for this stage. <laughs> and you, yeah. It was Sharpay and Evan's life. I know, and they were so good at it. And then, like, Kelsey just wanted somebody else who was, I don't know, meager yeah on stage <laughs> i feel like they weren't i feel like troy and gabriella weren't like that nice to her either they uh, they treated her like yeah. she, like a pet yeah and she liked that <laughs> meanwhile sharpay sharpay and evan made her songs better yeah they elevated her work oh my god i always thought that their versions were so much better yes yeah, it was they were pop king and queens Kelsey, it was like another ballad, Kelsey. It's, it's another ballad. But anyway, she's basically, Kelsey, a.k.a. Abby, is this very annoying pledge who, like, won't stop raising her hand through this whole discussion when Casey is trying to tell them that they're weird but in a nice way. And um, she just keeps interjecting and asking questions about, like, why they weren't invited, like, why Pi Sigma canceled. And Casey is like, well, we can't dwell on the cancellation. We have to prepare for what's the fraternity that's doing the calendar Ooh, i'm i don't remember i don't think i heard it till the end but so there's this fraternity that's doing this yearly calendar and zbz always gets assigned july which is the best year and they'll be in bathing suits casey says and that then she singles out a pledge lisa and it's like that means you should probably use some extra waxing lisa jeez casey um, and Abby just, like, won't give up on, like, asking questions as to why the mixer got canceled. And she's like, well, there will be a party, like, soon because we haven't been to a party in weeks. And then Jordan says, we can always party with the KTs. And Abby does serve some realness here. She goes, the KTs are losers. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want to keep hanging out with them. Like, we should be hanging out with other people. And... Jordan gets so offended. She's like, my boyfriend is a KT. She says it with the gusto of, my father, the inventor of toaster strudel. <laughs> she really does. <laughs> my boyfriend is a KT. And, and Casey's like, well, it is rusty. <laughs> I know, yeah. She's like, And right. Casey's like, okay, well, Abby has a point. Like, you guys should be like, oh, it's Lambda Sig that's doing the calendar. You guys should be like, you know, meeting other people, not just the KTs. Um, and she's like, the calendar will be a great way to get to know the Lambda Sigs. And so she adjourns the meeting, and Abby is still raising her hand, and Casey just ignores it. And <laughs> she literally walks away. Yeah. I don't blame her. Um, oh, gosh. My boyfriend is a KT? My boyfriend's a KT? Okay. Yeah. Like, you know how you would meet? Like, we rush second semester. Like, you, I don't know, when you would go to parties as a freshman and you would meet people that, like, were in a sorority and they would think, are you going through, are you going to rush? And you'd be like, yeah. I'm like, my boyfriend is a Lambda Chi. My boyfriend is a Sigap. Or, like, my best friends are Sigma Chi's. <laughs> like, they were always, like, giving their connections to whatever. It was very, it they were, was like, very just open. displaying their network. Yeah, like, how they were attached to the men in their orbit. Oh, I just got a chill. Good. Um... <laughs> Well, she is also probably offended because she's a KT. You're so right. How could I forget? Honorary. Honorary. When she I don't even poker. think honorary. I think she probably blood brothered it. <laughs> well, she did eat a hamburger they made there, so that's probably the Ugh. same thing. I'm going to go get a hamburger. <laughs> so um, 
now we see Rusty like creepy smiling in KT. And like Cappy is like jarred by seeing his face. I mean it's serial killer vibes. Yeah. It's it's smile. Or like the purge. It's smile, the other yeah, um, movie. So then he like announces, he's like, I'm just so happy because I'm going to the Lavalier Jordan. And Cappy and Beaver get like spooked. And Cappy says to Beaver, get the book. Like I need to explain to Rusty why he can't do this. And Beaver comes back with a dictionary because he doesn't know what lavalier means. <laughs> Beaver. And Sweet so um, Cappy says to Rusty that KTs don't lavalier because there's a curse. And he does end up finding the book. And, like, there's all these, like, stories about, like, different KTs who have lavaliered. And then there's, like, a natural disaster immediately after. Yeah. Or, like, something terrible happens. He says it start, the curse started in Chicago. The day before the Great Chicago Fire. And then he says the last known one was in 1986. Um, and he was so excited that he went home to tell his family in Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, so we, of course we know Rusty won't be swayed by this. So now Rebecca is confronting Casey about the pledges. She's like, I need to talk to you about the pledges. The Lambda Sig is here for the calendar. And Casey just brushes her aside. He's like, oh, he's here? Great. And runs into the living room. And um, she asks him, she's like, for July, like, do you think 4th of July is overdone? Should we not be doing that? Should we just go with swimsuits in the beach? And before, like, she can finish, Rebecca's like, we didn't get July. We got November, and they're horrified by this realization, and they start asking the guy all these questions. They're like, what are we even supposed to wear for November? What's sexy about November? And he's just like, uh, I don't know what to tell you, and runs away. He's scared. Yeah, they're really upset they can't wear bikinis. Yeah. I mean, they could wear, like, orange bikinis. We better than what they ended up with. Pumpkin spice bikinis. They still could wear bikinis. Yeah. they Yeah. Put, put a, like, a like jack-o'-lantern. Uggs, Uggs, Uggs and bikinis. And bikinis. Oh, my gosh. perfect. And, like, and, a and big pumpkin puffer. spice lattes. And, like, ski goggles. We should have... We, we would have been styled. good at styling this. It, yeah, it would have ended made... up a lot more PC than it uh, did. Oh, oh my God. God. I do not yeah, even we'll get there. Talk about that. Rebecca and Casey now burst into Ashley's room. She's lounging on her bed. Um, and Rebecca starts word vomiting about how upsetting the November pick is. And it's just like these pledges are not working out. Um, and Ashley won't acknowledge that Rebecca is talking. And she doesn't acknowledge them until Casey starts talking to her. And so. Casey has to re-explain the whole thing as if Ashley hasn't heard her. And then Rebecca says, how can you let something like the pledges being so lame go so easily, but you can continue to hold a grudge against me? To stretch. Mm, yeah. The, her entire argument on any of the forgiveness is a stretch. Interesting, because I do think at one point she has kind a slight point, but continue, continue. But she's saying, um, how can I hold a grudge? Well, maybe it's because I've always had your back. Like, especially with the spring break video, I was there for you. And what did I get in return? You stabbed me in the back. So she says, so sorry, I'm a little bit more upset about that than some stupid calendar. So what? We got November. Life goes on. And I kind of agree with her it's like okay you can make you can get creative about any month it's really fine you just came up with a killer pictorial yeah Yeah, getting cheated on is so much worse so, so much worse than the pledges the pledge group that you're not even in 
getting a worse month right. on the calendar that the men a few houses down are printing out. This is where I will make an argument that Rebecca doesn't kind of make until later. And I call it the Jordan Woods argument. If Ashley is choosing to forgive and date Fisher. Right. I'm not saying she should be friends with Rebecca again. I feel that if she is moving fully past this with Fisher to the point where she's dating him again, she should at least be acknowledging Rebecca as a breathing human being. Not to say she has to be friends with her or owes her anything, mm-hmm. but yeah. the fact that she's a like acknowledges that she's a person speaking to her. Mm-hmm. Because if you are fully dating Fisher and you've decided to let it go to the extent that you're going to date this man again, then the person who was not in the relationship with you, yes, she owes you something as a friend, but she wasn't even in the relationship with you. You could acknowledge that she's like alive. Controversial? Yeah. Yeah, but also at this point, Rebecca doesn't know that. Yeah, no, I know. And later when I think she does make kind of that argument, but that's, if she was going to make an argument, that's the one to make. Rebecca storms out and Casey, Casey says, you can't hate her forever, which is mm-hmm. like, mm, I kind of disagree with that. I wouldn't be that forgiving. No. Like, I don't think I, I, like, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. I but like, I definitely think that you can hate her forever. I think Especially, I would have lit some stuff on fire. Truly. And Ashley's like, well, I can until I graduate. And then Casey's like, okay, well, I'm going to handle this situation by gently kicking their asses. And so now Cappy is helping Evan fill out his cater waiter job. He went with him to (laughs) apply. They're, I mean, they're back on their bestie train. Yeah. Um, And who walks in but Miss Olivia Munn? (laughs) <laughs> Big episode for a, a random cameo. Uh, Cappy approaches her and she's like, oh, you know what? I'm just here to pick up my check before I pick up my three kids. Kind of trying to like dissuade him from hitting yeah. on her. And it does not do anything to him except possibly intrigue him further. And so then Cappy immediately inquires about also getting a role as a cater waiter. Did you guys see that it's called Party Down Catering? Oh my god, I didn't even notice. I just and they wear the same uniforms as they do in Party Down. Oh my god. I've never seen Party Down. It's It was like what Judd, you know, the show that Judd Apatow made after Freaks and Geeks. It's like based on a group of cater waiters. Oh, fun. The only show that I saw, or not only show, but the one that I saw was when he did Made Undeclared. Mm. That, there was one season of that. That was really good. He had a lot of one season hits. I know, cult classics. I love yeah. Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and, yeah. I like don't let myself watch it too much because I, I know, yeah. It. I've never seen it. Oh, you should watch oh it. Oh my gosh. So it's many shows so I've never good. seen. It, there's only like 10 episodes or something. Yeah. Because it only lasted one season. And now Beaver and Rusty walk into the gift shop at CRU and Beaver is immediately drawn to the teddies. <laughs> he wants two teddy bears. He doesn't care that they say Omega Chi on them. He says something about what he would... Rusty points it out and he says something and I couldn't hear Shooting them with a crossbow. Oh, he's going to shoot them with a crossbow. I didn't even realize that. Use them for target practice. He's going to borrow Heath's crossbow, right? I think so. A a himbo activity, certainly. So now Rusty goes up to the counter and he's inquiring about a KT lavalier. Um, and she's like, we have not sold one of those in years. I don't even know if we have them. And he's like, well, can you look in the back? <laughs> and she's like, okay, geez. So she goes back, and while she's back there, Beaver writes 
on an Omega Chi t-shirt and permanent marker sucks. Clever. (laughs) Our himbo hero. Um, So um, the woman comes back and she does have just one left. One KT Lavalier. And it might as well be like shining out gold when she opens it. Rusty is so excited. So he takes it and then of course they also are taking the teddy bears and the shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so now um, Casey is explaining to the pledges what has happened. They've got November. Abby spirals. And she's saying why you said the top house gets the best month. The best month was July. What is going on here? Like, this can't be happening. It's just like, it's, she's coming on way too strong. And Jordan, I agree with her here. She says, it's just a calendar. I don't agree with her. You think it's more than just a calendar? Yes. I mean, it, it, if you're talking about social status, which they are, clearly it matters. Well, it's been decided, though. Yeah, there's nothing they can do about it. Casey's approach is the right one. Jordan discounting the whole thing is the wrong one. Casey being like, well, we made it the best before, so we'll make November the best is the right approach. Jordan being like, well, it doesn't even matter. It's just a calendar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I She's agree like, with... I'm too good for this. I agree with what you're saying, but also I'm like, if it was anybody else, I wouldn't have like put it <laughs> exactly. in the context of like <laughs> dismissing it situation. as a concept. Yeah, same. <laughs> okay, um, okay, that's fair. <laughs> so like, yes, but... Um, <laughs> So, and then Casey says it's not about the month, it's about what you do with the month. And she pulls out sexy pilgrim costumes. Um, Abby is not amused. And it's like, then come up with something better, Abs. Right. Or be easier to be around. And maybe you wouldn't be in this situation. I was going to say, like, are you being someone that people want to hang out with? No. Neither soaring nor flying. (laughs) There's so many stars in heaven that they can't reach with this attitude. <laughs> so, uh, Jordan approaches the bench. Um, she goes up to Casey and says, "What would happen if a pledge who was unhappy with how things were were to take a semester off from pledging?" Um, and Casey's like, "Who is it? Is it Abby?" <laughs> and she says, "I can't tell you. Like we know it's you, Jordan. You could you could tell her." And um, Casey says. Yeah, like, you just have to pledge two semesters, but they don't have to be consecutive. And Jordan perks up, and she's like, great, and saunters away. And now at the KT house, Beaver and Heath are having a wing-eating contest. Beaver crushing it. And then Rusty is holding an ancient-looking book. It literally looks like the book from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> yeah, with the eye. Yeah, it's... um. The KT book that apparently has the process for lavaliering in it that nobody knows about because nobody does it because of Chernobyl. (laughs) And so Rusty asks Beaver to be his lavalier bearer. And Beaver says, in a bear costume? And he says, no, just bearer. But he should wear a bear costume. Oh, he would look so cute. That'd be really cute. He would look adorable in a bear costume. Also, Rusty... Why would you pick Beaver? He's just kind of along for the ride for this. Yeah, but you're trusting someone with the only lavalier, and you're trusting Beaver? 
I know. Now I'm just thinking about how Beaver's so cute. <laughs> you know who we haven't seen in a long time? Who? Ben Bennett. <gasps> oh, or yeah. Jeremy. Or Jeremy. No, we saw Jeremy at the beginning of the season, after the end of the world party, watching everybody sleep. We haven't, yeah, we seen, haven't seen Ben, ben Bennett, Bennett in like this no. whole season. Yeah. All third season. Where in the world is Ben Bennett? Maybe he's studying abroad. Maybe he's studying abroad. And he's, he's with Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> That's where he is. <laughs> and so Rusty hands Beaver the lavalier. He gets wing sauce on it. And he says, mmm, delicious wing sauce. And he's like starting to lick it off of the lavalier. Wow. Heath and who is the other Pickle. Coach? Pickle. That's Pickle. Okay, while well, Heath and Pickle are fighting over the book. Pickle wants to destroy the book. He's very overwhelmed by the idea of this curse. And while they're fighting over it, Pickle knocks into Beaver and then Beaver swallows the lavalier because he's licking the wings on top of it. It's the curse! The curse! So they're just going to have to wait for it to pass, quote-unquote, because Rusty says, stick your fingers down your throat. Throw <laughs> it up. Which I don't even think it would come up. Ew, no. No, but also, as someone who's, like, accidentally swallowed random things before I have this, you know that that happens to me all the time. Have I never talked all about the this? Time. Remember that movie, it's happened Swallow? To me. No. no. <laughs> it's happened to me a handful of times more than anyone else I've ever met. But one time I swallowed a piece of plastic on accident Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I could feel it in my throat for weeks. So I think that that wouldn't, it's so, that's so big. I don't think you would just swallow that. Well, he is bigger than you. So you have to assume that his vocal, or not vocal, his, um, his passageways. (laughs) I can almost like taste the metallic when he, when I, when they were watching the scene. I was going to say, I don't think that's real gold. No way. It's tarnishing in the stomach as he speaks. The stomach acid is turning it like a very weird color. Ew. What swallow? (laughs) Oh, swallow. It was that movie with Haley Bennett. Do you remember Haley Bennett? She was in Girl on the Train. I don't know what she did. She had a moment, but there's this movie called Swallow and she's like, she, I actually never saw, but I saw the trailer, and it looked really dark. She's, like, swallowing marbles. Ew. Oh, It's like she has an addiction to, like, swallowing items that, like, shouldn't be swallowed. I read Girl on the Train. Did I not see this movie? I had never saw the movie or read the book. Should I read the book? I loved the book. Okay. Yeah. Adding it to my list. Haley Bennett. Yeah, this person doesn't look familiar. I'm like, maybe I have. She I re- plays, the, like, the, the girl. The book is really good. I think you would really enjoy it. Okay, she plays the girl who's not on the train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The girl in the car. She's yeah. <laughs> she's the girl who only takes her car. No, I think Emily Blunt's in the train. Yes, on the train. And Emily Blunt is secured inside the train car. <laughs> yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> now that we've got that situated, so Casey shows up at the photo shoot, and what sorority is shooting as July oh, right now? They oh, Gamma Psi. Yeah. Okay, so Gamma Psi is shooting July, and Casey is, like, outraged because one of the girls is doing a split, and she's like, hmm, looks a lot like what I did on my July photo shoot, and the pledge educator, we've seen her before, I think they were, like, interrogating her about Fisher, like, the Hasher situation. Is her name Natalie? Natalie is her yeah, name. Yeah, she looks yeah. like a Natalie. And she's being, like, very sweet, genuinely, to Casey. She's like, oh, my gosh, no, we're not, like, it's an homage. We were so honored to be um, July. I mean, she's saying, like, oh, I'm, like, sorry to hear about November. (laughs) 
And Casey's like, we're going to make it great, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you're right. You are totally going to make it great. And she says it, like, genuine. Like, she's being nice. And Casey's being kind of, like, taking her anger out on these girls who are crowned number one. So then Jordan shows up in street clothes. And Casey's like, where's your costume and where are the pledges? And Jordan's like, "Mm, bad news, lavalier bearers. Uh, They're not coming. I love that Jordan was sent as the mouthpiece. Well, she well because she doesn't think it's a big deal, according to you. So it doesn't really even matter to her. <laughs> she can tell Casey. Her outfit is like particularly like skater girl in this scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. So now Casey is sprinting to the Panhellenic meeting and runs into Catherine, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, sorry, I thought that I was late." And Catherine's like, "Well, no, you are late, but I'm also late, and it's only because." Um, I was feeding the homeless and it went over. <laughs> and then she goes, moving on. Moving on. I love the way she does that. She's so, uh, I love her. This actress is amazing. And Catherine knows about the the November incident. And she's like, yeah, well, are you surprised? And then she clocked all of these issues that ZBZ has run into over the past couple years and she's like, yeah, ZBZ is dipping. And she's like, well, uh, you know, I would say it's ranked four-ish, if I had to guess. And Casey is flabbergasted. She says that they're constantly embroiled in scandal. She's not and wrong. she's not wrong. When she lists all this stuff, you, like, remember. Right. Yeah. Like, they had Jen Kay. They had the Franny thing where she took half of the people in the sorority. Like, right. hearing about all that, you would be like, oh, my God. It's a messy over at DBZ. The uh, spring break video. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Um, and she's saying, well, Gamasai, my house, was fourth at one time, and now we're on top. It's all part of the cycle. And Casey's like, what cycle? And she's like, take a look at your composites. <laughs> Which is a very um, surprisingly vain thing for Catherine to say. I know. Yeah, it's unlike her. Yeah. She's like, you'll see what I'm talking about. So Beaver is sitting on the toilet in the KT house eating a bowl of fiber, his seventh bowl that day. He's trying to pass a lavalier. And then he calls in the pledges who are in hazmat suits and have, like, nets to come in and sift through his poop. So Rusty and Cappy evacuate, um, go into Cappy's room, and Rusty tells Cappy maybe there is a curse and maybe he should just get Jordan flowers and a poem card <laughs> and Cappy's like do it if you really want to do it and Rusty's like well I don't even have a lavalier now that was the last one there and Cappy pulls out a KT lavalier and gives it to Rusty and it was clearly meant for Casey and he goes it wasn't meant for me but maybe it was meant for you so cute I know I do think though there is something a little odd about Rusty giving I know his sister's little sister the lavalier that was originally supposed to be for her. It's all very incestuous. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Incestuous, whatever. But it's not like it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's a little bit weird. The idea, the curse, if you will. Yeah, and all of this is happening while Cappy is suiting up with his pink bow tie for his cater job, and he just says he like wants to dress like this because Rusty points it out, and he's like, "I'm just being fancy today," which is not without 
like it's, it's within the realm of possibility for... it's literally the party down costume it's so funny so now evan is manning the buffet um but he gets reamed because he doesn't know what kind of sea bass it is truly red to filth for it what i assume might be a taste of his own medicine at some point though i don't mm-hmm. think he connects any of those dots at all that perhaps this is how he's acted um and he is lamenting to Cappy that he has to serve these people who he has a, a higher IQ than. That's a comment that he makes. I roll. Yeah, it was like, uh, what? I'm sure, like, I know Evan's smart. I'm sure that's true, but it was just a weird thing to say. Like, that's what you have a problem with? How about the god-awful attitude that they have? So Cappy gets to be on the bar because he lied about having bartending experience and Olivia Munn, a.k.a. Lana, is running the drinks and she comes over and asks for um, like specific cocktails and Cappy... She asks for two tequila sunrises and that's when he, that's when he makes the pour. That's when he makes That's what? when he like makes the drink and it's oh, just yeah, literally like all tequila. Yeah, he just pours like glasses of tequila basically in a splash of orange juice. And then he's like, hmm, I'm looking for the bottle that has like whatever the last Sidecar. Yeah, the sidecar. Oh, sidecar, that's what it is. Um, and Lovia goes, or sorry, Lana. Lana says, awesome, I'm surrounded by morons. And Evan says, same. And she says, shouldn't you be manning the Chilean sea bass? And he's like, Chilean, yeah, that's it. (laughs) And then she starts showing Cappy how to make drinks, and he's way too close to her. And it's just like, okay. And she's, you know what? I bet she's one of the guys. Oh, she, every every role she plays, that's like kind of the role. And I think in real life. And she, he looks over at um, Evan while she's making the drinks, and he says, I love her. He mouths that. He said that. Oh, no. So now Ashley and Casey are running through the halls of the house. They're looking for the composite because they're trying to, or I guess the composites of years past, because they're they're really taking what Catherine said seriously. And Ashley's like trying to figure out why this might all be happening, why why their house is really going downhill. And she's like, maybe it's because we blew off Omega Chi Pref. Maybe boys really do define us. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> Casey's like, okay, the composite skipped over the late 80s. And then they find this closet where all of these composites that are missing on the walls are being hidden. And they look at the years or the, I guess, the classes in these composites. And they're so mean to these Poor girls in the pictures. Well, yeah. It is a bit rough. She says they're all ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and then doesn't Ashley say something like, maybe this is just how people looked in the 80s. Yeah, and she's like, no, ugly. <laughs> she doesn't say it like that, but basically. No, she's like, like that's every decade ugly or something like that. She is really brutal about it. Yeah, and she's saying all these like mean things um, about these poor girls of ZBZ's <laughs> past. But... She's like, we need to break the cycle. Well, she's like, are we on the brink of the gap years? And Ashley's like, no, like, this, it's just, maybe it's just fate. Like, maybe we can't fight it. And Casey says that they promised the pledges that ZBZ would be great for them. So they have to make it good for them again. Casey really does have, like, an interesting moral compass. 
Like, yeah. I agree. Like, I, I agree with her sentiment here. Right. She has a very strong allegiance to institutions. That's a good way of putting it. There are moments where I'm like, wow, she's like a really good person. And then there are moments where it's like, whoa, what did she just say? Like this moment. Like all of them being really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just ugly in any decade. I think that's what she says. But she's saying it to protect the institution. Right. For the love of ZBZ. For the love of Ray J. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. This next scene is uh, another rough one. Um, so Rusty's calling a restaurant to make a reservation because he wants to sort of reserve a special place for the lavalierring to occur. And Jordan arrives and she's like, I'm so inspired by how passionate you are about your project that you're working on. And it made me really wish that I had something like that. So it got me thinking, Rome. (laughs) I laughed so hard. Rome. I've been thinking about it. Like, where could I be passionate? What am I? And she goes, Rome. I know. And she's like, he's, Rusty's confused. And she's basically like, I need to go. I ran down to the study abroad office and I begged them to let me apply, even though it's like super late. And guess what? I got waitlisted. So, yeah. I she, Doesn't she say something like, I love like art and history. I'm like, well, you are an art history major. So like, it seems like you're in the right major. Maybe just wait till the program isn't full. Like you're only a sophomore. More wait till you're a junior. Right. Uh, yeah, I will say study abroad too isn't something you should do as swift decision. I mean, maybe sometimes you can, but you should probably think about it. <laughs> like, why do you need to do it right this second? You just figured out you want to do this. It sounds like you're in the right major for it since you like it's you're going there for art and history. So. What's the actually the big deal? You just figured out you do want to be doing what you're doing. I don't understand this at all. Yeah, I do think um, there are I people I went to college with who did think that study abroad would like give them purpose, and change she was, their lives. She is one of those people. <laughs> She's the kind of person who would have had like a study abroad blog. The one thing that could make Jordan more insufferable is sending that woman to Europe for four months. <laughs> <laughs> you know she would come back like, when I was abroad. And she would come back with an accent. <laughs> she's also been, hasn't she? Because she's all the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, she, that's why she has to go back. She, has <laughs> to she loved loves it. it. So. That's why I laughed so hard. I was like, she's going back home. She can't even go to like, a new Chapel. place. <laughs> No. Okay, so Rusty is not excited about this because he doesn't want her to leave. And he's, like, doing that fake happiness thing where he's like, oh, cool. I mean, clearly he's distraught. I think she says, like, can't you be happy for me? He's like, I am. Yeah. <laughs> he, but he's also like, about you leaving? <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it is, I feel like, actually probably a common question college relationships have to go through. Is like, no, do yeah. you want to go abroad? Because I think being in a distance relationship abroad would kind of suck. Yeah. Like, you want to be single. I know. I feel like abroad. a lot of people would break up. and Or if they didn't, they would break up right when they got back. Mm. Yeah. Or, like, while they're there. Or you have to try to get a flight to Europe so you can be there for, like, one week to oh, see them. Oh, God. Yeah. I knew a couple I knew a couple of relationships yeah. that were, like, really, really problematic during abroad. And they were all distance. So now we're back at the, I guess I want to say it's maybe, like, an embassy suites where this <laughs> yes. event is happening. <laughs> and Cappy brings Evan a beer because he can tell that, like, Evan's not having it. And they're kind of just, like, hanging out on the steps outside of the 
the ballroom where this event was happening. And Evan's just like, I feel super trapped because, like, now I have to work. Yeah, he's like, I'm trapped like I was with my trust fund, but now I'm broke. Like, yeah, no fucking shit, I literally was like, Aaron's going to die at this part. (laughs) Rich people problems. Like, of course it's worse not to have money. You were beholden to your parents. Now you're beholden to an entire capitalist system. Have fun. (laughs) Uh, Truly. Like, oh, wow, crazy. This is what it's like to not just have money at your fingertips. Like, who could have foreseen? I mean, ultimately, I think working is the best for Evan's personality and any chance that he becomes not insufferable for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, no shit, it's not the easier option. Yeah, and being a cater waiter is really hard. Like, I did that one summer, and I struggled, like, emotionally. It does not sound fun. No. Yeah, you, like, the pay is good because the hours are so long that you Mm -hmm. end up working, like, a 12-hour shift. Pay didn't seem great here. Yeah, I think it depends where you're doing it, but I could, this would be good for his personality, though, because he needs someone to put him in his place. I was going to say, he's got to be knocked down a few pegs. Yeah, when he doesn't know it's Chilean sea bass. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I'm just scared I'm going to go back to, like, begging my parents for money to get my trust, and also to get my trust fund back. Not a bad idea. I mean, Cabby gives him some good wisdom about, uh, basically, like, everything that's, like, worthwhile requires work. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, he's like, figure out what you want to fight for. Yeah. Which in this case, I think if I was Evan, I would fight to get my trust fund back. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was thinking. He was like, because at first, Kathy's like, well, you know, the things worth having are worth fighting for. And I was like, yeah, that trust fund. Yeah. I would fight tooth and nail to get that. Kathy compares it to Lana. Yeah. A.K.A. Olivia Munn. Because apparently... The stakes are much lower for Kathy. Yeah. Now at ZBZ, Ashley is breaking the news at chapter to, like, the entire sorority about them being (laughs) fourth-ish. Laura is not having it. She says, hell to the no, I will not be in the fourth best house. (laughs) Betsy's blaming the pledges. Laura's blaming Ashley. Casey is trying to explain the cycle. And... She's like, we just can't, we've been complacent and we didn't see the signs and Ashley's like, but don't worry, we're going to fight it and we're going to start by getting the pledges on the cover of this calendar. And this is where like the tide starts to turn. We see that there are, there's some sort of idea. Right. Mm-hmm. And the idea yeah. is not yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. A scheme of sorts. I, I honestly wish the idea hadn't happened. Oh, it was so rough. I was hoping the idea would be like, you know those like early 2000s pictures of like families where everyone's wearing a black turtleneck and jeans? <laughs> I was hoping they would just do something like that. That'd be so cute for November. They like are, a, they're just Steve Jobs. A Norman Rockwell-esque painting of them all at a dinner table. You know, and everyone's <laughs> hair is like blown yeah. out into like... Mm-hmm. Or just circle scarves. Yes. Yes. That's their their culture. That is their That's culture. what they should have been wearing. Mm-hmm. That would have been culturally sensitive. Exactly. <laughs> so. We all had a pumpkin spice latte and a circle scarf. That would have been cute. And like a big like mommy blogger hat. Yes. And, and those like kind of suede slouchy boots. <laughs> or Uggs. Yeah. The boots that Demi Lovato wears on um, Camp Rock. Yeah. <laughs> I vividly remember those. So now Rusty is once again annoying his professor about Jordan and the professor is so annoyed 
Um, because Rusty's like, I don't know if I should just lavalier her or if it seems like I'm only trying to do that so she'll stay. And I don't even really remember what the professor says here. He's like, you're a scientist. There'll always be variables. And then he leaves. Okay, so now there is an incredibly insensitive photo shoot happening in front of ZBZ. Love that they get their letters in that picture. Mm-hmm. Feels right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we need to go into too much detail. They're dressed up as Native Americans. And not and a pilgrims. single one of them appears to be of Native American heritage. Yeah. It's bad. And, and sexy pilgrims, whatever that is. I know. And we also get what I think is a product placement in the middle where Jordan comes up and... Oh, with the, with the with camera. With camera. And she's like, it's this camera. It has... And it's like, oh, whoa. It's like when they put the Ford trucks in New Girl and they're like, it's a fully a commercial for Ford at some point. Yeah, Yeah. that's that. I think she does say it's a Canon DX blah, 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 blah. That was really weird because Casey's trying to take this photo with like this kind of cheap digital camera. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, Jordan, of course, has this like really fancy camera that she explains as though she's like reading off the product description. No, it's like akin to when an actor's like, "Mm, I'm really glad I ordered this Pepsi Max. The way that the flavor is bubbling (laughs) on my tongue really makes me feel energized. Or the gossip girl, I'll take a vitamin water. Oh my god. Oh my god. What is that girl's name? Oh, but she says it like the exact... Yeah. The exact, like name like nobody knows the flavors even like Gatorade Gatorade's been around forever and like light blue yeah it's my favorite I'm like what is it frost yeah I don't even know I think she's like can I have a defense yeah (laughs) yeah I love that scene Agnes is an icon remember and she burns the clothes good (laughs) (laughs) those clothes needed to be burned she did her a favor that scene oh my god that taught me so much about life (laughs) yeah Um, uh, <laughs> the assumption that the people look good in this photo shoot, like everyone is like Ashley and Casey can't believe how great everybody looks. Jordan's like, we look so good. There was a crowd gathering to watch this because yeah. they look as, so as Jordan good. Is directing them. Yeah, yeah, suddenly she's become like a, a photographer. photographer. She's pairing everybody up so it's someone who's dressed as a Native American and someone who's dressed as a pilgrim as sets. Yeah, and Ashley's like, oh, that sounds like a good cultural message. Are they being ironic here? No, I think this was pre-irony. Don't you? I think they might be being ironic with Ashley's line there, but I guess if they were being totally ironic, they wouldn't have put it in because it's culturally... I don't think they would have done it. I mean, I... Not by any means excusing it. They should not have had this in there, and we should have known. But I do think the tide on this, like, turned very quickly. Do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, costumes and stuff? Like... People were doing this, like, fairly recently, and I feel like it quickly everyone was like, oh my gosh, that's not okay, mm-hmm. but clearly not soon enough. I mean, I feel like when we were little, that was definitely, like, a Halloween costume. Yeah, and in 2009, we were 13, yeah. so I feel like it was probably around then that the conversation might have started happening. Yeah, More because Lana loud. Del Rey's, um, was it the Ride music video, yeah. where she has the huge Native American headdress. Yeah, and that would have been a couple years after That was, this. like, two years after. And that, when that came out, I think it did cause, like, a conversation of people being like, is this okay? Yeah, but there were definitely still people, like, dressing like that at Coachella. 100%. Like, well into, like, our college years, I think. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Oof. I just wish 
it hadn't happened. I wish we didn't have to see it. I wish we didn't have to talk about it. I was really, I was really worried it would go in this direction when they said November. I would take just sexy pilgrims. <laughs> Not even what I think of when I think of November. They could have gone a Veterans Day route. Everyone thinks of Veterans Day. <laughs> Obviously, it's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> they could have all dressed up as Jacqueline. They should have probably all dressed up as me they in honor of my birthday. You know, it's kind of snowy or like falling leaves. I would go falling leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say November is still fall. They could have been romping around in a pile of leaves. Yeah. And the picture they end up with, wait, the picture they end up with. It's bad. It's so bad. The quality is also bad. So now, <laughs> Rusty gets tackled and like attacked by all of these KTs. Uh, apparently, it's part of the lavalierring ritual because they're basically, I, guess, I think they read about it in the book. Yeah, because Cappy says before, he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'll like lay off, tell the guys to lay off about all the curse stuff. And so now they're like supposedly on board, even though they're basically kidnapping him. Yeah. So now we're at the event again where Cappy and Evan are working. Cappy's trying to ask Lana out and she's like, just keeps rejecting him. They also get their tips and I think they made... Was it 146 divided between the two of them? No, so the tip was $46. They got paid a flat rate of $100. So they made 146 total. Got it. Copy then says it's his last day. <laughs> yeah, he and quits on the spot. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. Um, and he's like, what's it going to take to get your number? And she says, like, funny enough, all you would have needed is the staff phone sheet. So it's too bad you quit because now you're not going to get it. So then Cappy pays Evan the $46 to get the staff phone sheet so he he can get her number. And Evan's also, like, really bummed out by this $46. He's like, this is a lot less than my trust fund. (laughs) To be fair, that's probably, like, a quarter of a tank of gas for his Iron Man car. But it's a hybrid. Is it? I I thought we decided it. Oh, we decided it, right? (laughs) So now Jordan finds Rusty, and he is, like, fully taped to this pillar. She's still wearing the costume, by the way. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. That's right. Why is she walking through campus in this costume casually? Like, please. I know. Seriously. You were at a house full of clothes. And Rusty tells her it's a tradition after a KT lavalier is his girlfriend. And she's like, wait, what? They, she's like, they think they will, you lavaliered me? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I was going to, but then I didn't because of like the study abroad thing. And she's like, the study abroad thing has nothing to do with my feelings for you. And he asks her to wear the lavalier right there. But I would argue that wanting to leave the country suddenly when you're in a relationship <laughs> kind of says something about your feelings for that person Especially a little if it's bit. It's newer. It's about her following her dreams Thomas to Roma <laughs> to, true true you can tell she like watched, the eternal city <laughs> she watched the Lizzie McGuire movie and really thought that that would happen to her too oh my god she even got the that's what happened she, she watched the Lizzie McGuire over Christmas break she got the bangs came back and was like I'm going to Italy Casey drops off the photo to the Lambda 6 and mm-hmm. The guy who's, like, running the photo shoot is, like, kind of creepy. Did you guys get that vibe, too? Yeah, he's like, oh, this is a great photo. Wow. Yeah, he's like, too bad. The calendar's already been made, so it's too late. And Yeah, they're like, we're we're handing out dollars tonight. Like, what is the turnaround for this? Yeah, they, like, went to Staples. (laughs) Yeah, truly. I guess, like, you kind of can make a calendar at FedEx. Yeah, like a rush order. Yeah, Yeah, but, like, the urgency... 
Yeah, Casey's like, what picture did you use? And they show her. It's basically a turkey with a ZBZ crest on top of it. Brutal. Yeah, tough. That's, They're livid. <laughs> that's not, honestly, that would have pissed me off in college. Like, if I saw that, it would have made me mad. Yeah, I would have gone through, printed out our picture, and individually, individually poke, stapled it on. Yeah. And the guy is being so creepy. He's yeah. like, well, we'll hang on to this anyway. Yeah, it's Ew. really weird. So now we're back at Rusty's apartment, and Jordan gets an email from the program, the study abroad program, but she doesn't have the program on her computer to open it. Well, no, first she's like, you open it, Rusty. And he's like, no. And yeah. she's like, please. And so then she forwards it to him, and he's like, I can't. I don't want to do this. And then she tries to open it, and she's like, there's an attachment, and I can't read it. I don't have the program. And she's being emotionally manipulative. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't also, know. Also, because it's like, you know Rusty isn't jazzed about this. Stop making yeah, him. Yeah, stop making him, like, indulge in this fantasy for you. <laughs> so he's like, you didn't get in. Yeah, the program's full. And she's like, it's okay, you know. It, she's emo. She gets like, emo. Is, was it true? <laughs> I think oh, he's yeah. lying. No. Okay. Oh my god, no. I, le- I legitimately <laughs> thought he was lying. No, he wasn't lying. She I thought it was going to be like a Cinderella story it. situation where she hides right. the acceptance letter. I know. Oh, no, she she didn't get in. She applied like a week before. Like It's supposed to be the end of the semester, which would mean she would leave for Rome in three yeah. weeks. Like, So also that means they like went out of their way to like make a graphic <laughs> PDF to attach to the email to tell her she didn't That's get like it. difficult to open. You know what it says? <laughs> no, a Roma. No, a Roma. Ciao. But just apply the next year or like... It's I know. Fine. Apply the next semester. Apply for summer. Yeah, you're fine. You don't need to go immediately. Yeah. Now that you've realized you want to do this, you can go at any time. It's purely time. a numbers thing. Like, they probably can only accept an X number of people. Yes, and you applied three weeks before you're supposed to get on a plane from Ohio to Roma. And everyone wants to go to Roma. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> their school probably makes money that's, off of that. That's going to be the episode title. Everybody wants to go to Roma. <laughs> Now we're at Dobbler's. We're at the final scene of the episode. And it's just Casey and Ashley. They're drinking lemon drops. And they're kind of bummed because the pledges aren't there. And they think the pledges are just, like, too embarrassed. (laughs) Then they all waltz in in their costumes that they're still wearing. I didn't think this was cool at all. Oh, but they did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, you didn't? I thought this was I didn't think super. This was very chill. <laughs> super embarrassing. My I, would, biggest, I don't want to be anywhere in a costume. No, I was just going to say my biggest fear, genuinely, you guys, like this is my biggest fear in life. I would rather swim in a tank full of sharks than go to a costume party where I show up in a costume and no one is dressed up. Has it happened to me? Yes. It, it happened to me after it was already my fear. I went to a bar that was having a party and it was supposed to be pajama party themed. We show up in our fucking pajamas. We get there. Guess what? They changed the theme to, they canceled the party and didn't, like, we didn't know. And I didn't want to wear my pajamas and not a single person is in pajamas. I left immediately. I I was shaking. Oh, oh my God. God. I would be too. Weird. I, well, I also had a fear of pajama day in school. I was very similar. Damn. I had like a really weird, like, OCD about outfits and stuff. Like, I didn't like pajama day. I didn't want to be, first of all, the only person there. And I just felt it wasn't appropriate to be wearing pajamas to school. I feel that I never liked the dress up days because no, I always felt like I was either going to be wearing too much yes. or too little. Yeah, I always tried to find the balance, but it was still like, I'm like off today. And 
I I was so extremely weird about it. Maybe I've said this before, but I up until honestly probably like eleven ish, I didn't want to watch TV in my pajamas because the people on TV were dressed in regular clothes. Oh. So I was underdressed. That is <laughs> watching them. Interesting. Mm, yeah, as I'm saying it out loud, it's that <laughs> one is uh, on the fringe, really. <laughs> I totally get to get going to school. I was I was like that at school. I was like, I'm either not gonna dress up or I'm gonna I'll bring something that I don't have to wear that I could like if everyone is dressed up, I can put on my body. I know, wow. We're all so similar. I would do the exact same thing. Not not the watching of the TV. (laughs) No, I didn't wanna do it. I didn't wanna do it in my pajamas. (laughs) Don't ever watch the Oscars. I would have to get get ready right away when I woke up. Like it was like I had to like be ready. Interesting. Well there I'm sure there was something else weird going on there and continues kind of echoes throughout my life but (laughs) anyway (laughs) so Rebecca comes up to Casey and Ashley and she's like she's still hoping for forgiveness and she continues to apologize and Ashley does acknowledge that Rebecca was correct about the pledges and that she was onto something Uh, and then Ashley at this point says she's like, I'm going to go close out my tab and meet up with Fisher. And then Rebecca gets upset, rightfully so, that Ashley's still, like, ignoring her, not talking to her, shading her, but then is completely back with Fisher. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I don't think she has an obligation to, because she is dating Fisher again, to let Rebecca fully back into her life. Like, that is totally understandable if you don't want to be friends with this person. But I do think you can't on principle then continue to completely ignore them to the extent she was ignoring them like literally not responding to Rebecca talking directly to her if you're choosing to fully then again date Fisher when he was the one that was in a relationship with you Mm -hmm. I don't know maybe maybe I'm being too harsh yeah no I think I think you're on to something I know I think you're right but I think Rebecca being like like dogged really yeah and just like vicious about it it's like it's not appropriate and expecting the forgiveness is gross yeah yeah i yes that and that would turn me on like scolding her about the way that she's choosing to where it's like just disappear for a little bit take a back seat give one or two very sincere apologies Mm -hmm. then completely back out Mm -hmm. and wait for her to come to you Mm -hmm. so now casey has a moment with abby A.K.A. Kelsey from High School Musical. And she she basically apologizes to her. And she's like, you know, I appreciate you being such a pain in the ass because I would be doing the exact same thing if I was in your position. Abby is beside herself to hear that she's been a pain in the ass. Yes, this is news to her. You know who Abby should date? Jordan. Rusty. <laughs> Abby and Rusty, actually, I could see them. I wonder if they had that plot line in mind. Maybe Send it, Jordan off to I was Roma. thinking that might happen. Yeah, they... I feel like... Uh, I don't know. I feel like Rusty might realize that she's annoying soon. Jordan? No. Oh. Abby. If they were to date. I, I think oh. Rusty might not be Rusty doesn't... Yeah. Rusty doesn't want a mirror. Mm-mm. And Abby thinks KTs are losers. That's so true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So she would never... So Abby her. wouldn't date Rusty. So now, uh, this is the final moment where... Casey tells Ashley that, you know, she's thrilled. Like, all the pledges are there. They're all in their outfits. And she's like, 
you know, we're still July in spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's Screw how it ends. the cycle. Whatever that means. There's ZBZ, damn it. Yeah, and then it just ends. It was so abrupt. Yeah. Yeah, winners. Um, <laughs> Mine oh was Casey. Gosh. Really? Why really? <laughs> yeah, the costumes were her idea, but like she did <laughs> pull the girls out yeah. of the hole a little bit. And she was the only one who had a good, who had a good attitude the whole time. That's true. Of the ZBZs. I really don't know who my winner I'm is. I'm struggling. I'm going to say Cappy. I think I am too. Yeah, I think he's a good, even though he was being kind of, I mean, he was being kind of creepy to Lana. He's being a yeah. little entitled about needing her number. Yeah. And yeah. Nobody was great this episode, but no. I guess they're the two most appropriate. And and Cappy's kind of being a really nice friend to Evan, honestly. But yeah, that was my reasoning. Yeah. Um, losers. Okay, losers. I'm going to go try it and true. Rusty. Yeah. Stop bothering your professor with this. Not everyone, like, your problems are not other people's problems. Stop. Mm-hmm. Well, and that brings me to my loser, which was Rusty's advisor. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially Jordan. She was a contender, yeah. but at the end of the day, Rusty's advisor definitely had the the worst hand dealt to him this episode. He knew he made a mistake. As soon as he said it, yeah, he's, he's like, like oh I fucked up. Yeah. I'm just going to say... Abby probably mm-hmm. yeah I know she had a point like did she I don't know she, like you're an adult in college you know you shouldn't be acting like your your loser is Abby slash Kelsey Abby slash Kelsey for mm-hmm. <laughs> retroactively for her crimes 10 years before <laughs> or her crimes in the high school musical na, trilogy na, na, na. yeah <laughs> well okay in defense of this actress Dillshot was so lovely in person That's and so, 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 so different from Rebecca. Yes. Not that we, we love Rebecca some of the time, but, like, she was such a sweetheart. So maybe we're being too hard on this particular I actress. think we're definitely being too hard on her. <laughs> but, you know, it, Kelsey is a character that sticks with you for reasons that, unfortunately, are not great. And then she yeah. happened to play mm-hmm. another slightly irritating character. At least they didn't make her wear a bowler cap in this one. <laughs> yeah, it's like a newsboy cap. But she definitely she wears, wears a both. lot of hats. Oh Wait. my god, she does wear a bowler hat. <laughs> the, like, during the, the worst thing that Kenny Ortega did to Kelsey, this is the worst thing he did to her. So in the end, he makes her end up with Ryan. <laughs> I well, I think they're both queer-coded. Yeah, but they're like, so we'll put them together. <laughs> Yeah. More of a partnership, more of a Lavender Hayes situation, <laughs> she, if you will. I think she gets, like, a full-ride scholarship to Juilliard. Her and of, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Sharpay goes to, like, the University of Albuquerque or something. It's really bad. Really? They do Sharpay repeatedly so dirty. She is a Tish girly through and through. Oh, totally. 100%. And they have the funds, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm, like, really wanting to You're watch You're telling me she wouldn't have gotten now. into USC or Tish? Come on. Oh, I could see her at UCLA's theater program, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she'd be like, oh, it's a state she, But she's giving Rachel Berry in a way that she needs to be in New York. Yeah. Yeah. That's Miata. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note. Wow. Thanks for joining us on, on this, this fun romp down, down memory lane. lane. Roma. <laughs> Roma. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs>